This is Teresa from Santosha Yoga. I'm Cindy Chase. And I'm Penny Carroll. Welcome, Welcome to, to Mindful, Mindful Moments. Moments. We're back. Yay! <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. We missed you guys. Oh, it's been a long, long time since we've sat in a circle. Yeah, just about, well, since the beginning of November, mm -hmm. I think was the last one mm -hmm. that we recorded the three of us together, taking yeah. a break for the holidays, and here it, it is. is. Good. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. 2020. The first, the first exciting thing we have is a real microphone. We do, so we hope that the quality of the sound is... Yeah. The same or better. <laughs> I mean, before you know, we'll get a soundboard, we'll get headphones. Oh my gosh. We'll have somebody editing this because we have a professional oh, editor. Wow. Oh Lord. They'd have a field day with I, that. I always think that maybe we'll run out of things to talk about, but given the three of us, we will <laughs> never, never run out of things <laughs> to talk about. How many lifetimes between the three of us do we have? Good Lord. Oh, many, many, many. So, yeah, good to have you guys. The the, the, the tripod. Good to have the links of the tripod together. <laughs> right. Yeah. I like it. Do you, um, it's, do you guys set New Year's resolutions with the beginning of the year and stuff? Like this year, I didn't set a resolution. I picked like a word. I've been picking a word the last couple of years. So. Do you do resolutions? Or? I, I, when I was younger, I did. I probably quit doing resolutions about 15, 16 years ago. I just, I never felt like, it really never felt important to me. You know, I always feel like, you know, I should just try to do something better. I mean, this year I've actually done more like a determination. I listened to another podcast and um, this writer Saeed wrote this about his mother wrote a determination every year around the holidays. And she wrote basically the same determination every year while he was growing up because they were things that she wanted to do with him. And so mine is more of like a determination of things that I want to do. So, yeah. Uh, I gave that nonsense up long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think it's nonsense? Oh, uh, well, um, and again, just most people say, I'm going to eat healthier, I'm going to exercise, I'm going to quit drinking, I can quit smoking, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I eat healthy, I exercise. So I tried to more of a um, inner as opposed to a physical and outer. I, and it, I, sure, yeah, yoga has a, everything to do with that, is I decided to, I need to work more on my inner self than opposed to my physical and outer self. So I, yeah, resolutions and what do they say by February? Seventy percent of people. Um, I know the statistics are high. Yeah, eighty percent right here. Is US it News and World Report says eighty percent of resolutions fail by February. Okay, we have how many more weeks? <laughs> <laughs> Two more weeks. So more to weeks. me, resolutions is kind of it was setting my setting myself up for failure. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there and say Go for I it. think a lot of people make resolutions and it's just some. I almost said garbage. <laughs> some garbage that they say on uh, New Year's Eve, but really, it's you know, it's something that they've been thinking about, and then they, you know, they they have this resolution mm -hmm. in mind, and they don't share it a lot. And I think there's some really st strong power in writing down a resolution mm -hmm. or an affirmation, or saying it to a friend or a group of friends and having them hold you accountable. So I, I think that might be mm -hmm. part of the equation too. Is why there's such a failure rate. But why do we, why, I mean, and a lot of people have said this. I didn't originate the thought, but it's like, why do you wait for January 1st? Why can't it be July 1st? Why can't it be your birthday? Why can't it be every day? Right. You know. Yeah. I think they're thinking because the year has ended, they have a clean slate, they have a new year, you know, the holidays are over, and maybe we could get our almost swore um, together. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's been one of those days. It's just the potty mouth today, but. 
But yeah, I just that's why I think. I think that just, you know, it could be any day, you know, your birthday is probably a really good day for a resolution. And Rebirth. you want to celebrate that day. Mm-hmm. I have a friend who told me today he didn't want to have his birthday next week. I said, well, consider the alternative. Take the birthday. Right. And his mother, who's 87, said, take the birthday, son. Why <laughs> wouldn't you take the birthday? You know, so, yeah. Well, I think of last year when, um, right before we started the yoga teacher seminar, and how we put ourselves out there, and then we kind of the three of us held each other accountable. I'm like, why don't you do that? Mm-hmm. You have an idea. Why don't you do that? Mm-hmm. You have that idea. Why don't you do that? And yeah. we kind of pushed each other into some some great. new and exciting things. It ended up being a big year. What did we call it? The year of yes. Yes, yeah. we did. 2019 was yeah. the year of yes, and we've done a lot of yeses yeah, in a good way. In, in a, a good, good way. way. More good. than I, if we hadn't been holding each other accountable. Yeah. Ourselves. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. You're, yeah. Again, you're my logical sisters. <laughs> logical sisters. So in yoga, um, rather than resolutions, we have this Sanskrit word, sankalpas. You guys want to talk about sankalpas? Yes, sankalpas. What are sankalpas, Teresa? Well, for me, at the beginning of my class, I usually try to suggest to the students to have some type of intention or goal or maybe promise whatever word you want to give it to um, bring their practice to again not just the physical practice think of something you know this week we're talking about truthfulness we're talking about um, satcha from from the yamas and the yamas so for me it's something that helps because again yoga is the first yoga is not a physical practice that's a very small part of it mm-hmm. it's an inner practice so giving them that option to have an intention I'm just giving them something other to think about than is their leg where it's supposed to be? Are my abs, do I have a six pack now? And how come that person next to me looks different or mm-hmm. better than I think I am? So it's just taking us ourselves a little bit deeper. Yeah, I think of Sankalpa as um, our heart's deepest desire. Mm-hmm. So maybe even something a little bit deeper that we don't even know, maybe you know, deeper than an intention. Mm-hmm. Um, like a subconscious seed that's planted during meditation that then helps us with all of our um, desires, lets lets them bubble up. So a higher intention or a deeper intention, chosen with care. And I think of it kind of like a a short phrase or even a mantra Mm -hmm. that almost like that bubbles up. Yeah. Now, do you suggest, do either of you suggest something specific for your students when you, in your classes sometimes? I do for them. The majority of the time, I give them a suggestion. I mm-hmm. say, if this speaks to you, take it. If not, mm-hmm. use one of your own. So mm-hmm. I love that. the majority of my classes, I do offer them because otherwise, people may not do it. They may not yeah. think about it. And sometimes it's really hard. I mean, if you know, if we only give them like you know a minute and a half, you know, at that particular moment to you know think of something, they may I didn't think of anything. And after and I couldn't think of anything for my intention for my class. And that's okay. But yeah, I do. I do. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. You know, I go back and forth. It's like, oh, they want me to breathe. They want me to do this. And now, now you want me to think I attention? Are you kidding me? Yeah. So just, just so many things. Just to help you a little bit along the way. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So a mind mantra. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I rarely would give somebody, give my classes, hey, this is what we should focus on. Mm-hmm. Unless it has to do with a theme. But I, usually in a meditation or whatever, at the beginning of a practice, I would say, you know, if it's your practice, Set your intention now. Mm-hmm. Well, something deeper, like with yoga nidra, where you really are doing that subconscious work, I would plant those seeds. And mm-hmm. it would, you know, I've got some examples that I'll share. Like, I am 
and remain in abundance no matter where I go and what I do. Um, health flows in every cell of my body. I recognize my divine core and connect with it. And even something like life nourishes and supports me, I am safe. Because mm-hmm. those are like some basic yeah. needs that people, mm-hmm. we, we all probably need to work on, not all of us realize mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we have that desire deep down. Yeah, it's funny that you said that about um, abundance. I just, I've had probably four conversations in the last two weeks about people talking about how they don't have and, you know, and everybody has, you know, they live in abundance. They just, there's that one thing that's lacking in their life. You know, I don't, whatever it happens to be, because it's different for the couple people. And I just had to remind them, I said, you know, if you sit down and you write down five things that you have, basic things, you know, there are people out there who don't even have these basic things. I said, and you have so much more than all these things. I said, we really live in abundance. We really need to remember that. You know, and actually it's interesting because that was my determination for this year was to remind myself that I live in abundance mm-hmm. and I am blessed. Mm-hmm. I am blessed beyond. I mean, I, I can't even, I wonder why sometimes I am so blessed. We, you have us. <laughs> I know, I have you guys. I mean, it's great. I mean, how much know? more blessed? Hello. <laughs> I'm so bad. Oh my gosh. Sassy, but I mean, sassy. you know, but that's true. I mean, I love that. That's a great, that's a great, that's a great one. Yeah. The other thing I remind my students that, that it's great to have an intention, it's great to have a mantra or, or a mind mantra, but it's, you have to remember too, if there's something, there's, if there's something that you're working towards, mm-hmm. you have to do it. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to say it, but then you have to put it into action. Right. It's like, I'm going to eat healthier. Yes. Well, just saying it isn't going to right. make it happen. Right. And that's the hard part for a lot of us is putting those intentions or dreams or goals mm-hmm. in, into action. Mm-hmm. And then not beat ourselves up. And that's the other thing with, with resolutions. Mm-hmm. To me, that re- resolution has a connotation that when you, whatever, February, March, you quit, you don't do what you said you are going to do, and then you feel really, really bad about yourself. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't. Yeah. Whereas to me, an intention is, eh, I got sidelined a little bit, but mm-hmm. I can try again. Yeah. I can try again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm going to read here from uh, some information I found from a website, Well and Good. And they have, um, when you set a resolution, you declare, I am only going to think about this defined notion in my mind. Resolutions are governed by your mind, and anything governed by the mind doesn't have great consequences. And then they say, going deeper is what the song Kafe is. is it's generated for your soul's growth, mm-hmm. and I love that. Mm-hmm. Yep. A good intention nurtures your consciousness and has the power to significantly raise your awareness. When you set an intention, you don't have to worry about your actions. A righteous intention creates a righteous action. Mm. I love that. That's good. Mm. Yeah. That is really good. What's the website? Well and good. Well and good. Well and good.com. Mm, nice. Yep. There's my Google Google in there. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. So does anybody know um, how this whole New Year's resolution kind of thing started? I, I don't. <laughs> Apparently you do. <laughs> I, I do. I was, I was I was I was looking on the internet as well. Um, ancient Babylonians were said to make the first New Year's resolutions. And the thing is, is that they did not do it. And this was about 4,000 years ago. They didn't do it in January. They did it when they planted their crops because oh. that was the beginning of their year. You know, crop planting, you know, their whole year started in the springtime. 
And it wasn't until um, Julius Caesar and they started the whole calendar thing that they switched it to January because, you know, he was an egomaniac and he wanted it all on him. <laughs> Crazy um, Babylonian. But they, they said it's the first new moon following the vernal equinox. So, you know, spring, you know, spring comes in, they have the new moon, new year, let's go. And so they were said to be the ones who first did the resolutions. And theirs were usually, you know, centered around family, farming, you know, <laughs> agriculture, bettering their lives kind of a thing. So they weren't, they weren't as um, egocentric, egocentric <laughs> about losing 10, pounds, yeah, losing 10, 10 pounds, pounds or, you know, or, you know, you know, whatever it is that, you know, we think we need to do. But um, so, yeah, so that's how it started. Never knew that. Ancient sure. Babylonian. Yeah. Very cool. Uh-huh. Very cool. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I just, and I follow this too, the 10 most common New Year's resolutions, like you already said, exercise more, lose weight. Get organized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, learn a new skill or hobby. Live life to the fullest. Save more money. Spend less money. <laughs> <laughs> they they kind of tie in with each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Quit smoking and spend more time with family and friends. I thought, okay. I think probably when I was younger, I probably did several of those. You know, but but we're supposed to be. We should be doing all the time. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. should be doing those yeah. all the time. Yeah. But we're human, and that's okay. Yeah. We're human. Yeah. We are human, and the change does take time, mm-hmm. and changing habits especially mm-hmm. is a really, really difficult thing. I mean, a lot of times we'll get new students in January mm-hmm. who are working at maybe one of those items mm-hmm. that you picked off, but if they stick around long enough, and again, it takes time, mm-hmm. they'll see that, that they can gain so much more, whether it's you know yeah. restfulness of the mind or more flexible and stronger body. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just really how they're experiencing the world. But um, change is constant. And change know? is hard. Mm-hmm. And like you you said, uh, they did it on the first full moon after mm-hmm. the vernal equinox. Mm-hmm. And you're sitting here with your wearing moon earrings and your moon necklace. Moon well, the today. moon itself just teaches us that mm-hmm. change is constant. So to not be so hard on ourselves when yeah. something changes. Well, the, the moon, the sun, the seasons, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, everything's constantly changing. Yeah, I mean, just, I mean, you know, I, for our physical body, I have, you know, a couple of friends who have babies and, you know, the year, I mean, just the year, just one year, what, you know, what, what a baby comes into the world is, you know, at, at newborn is, you know, just a little lump of love. And then by one year old, they're walking and teething and they, you know, eating, feeding themselves and all the kind of things. And, you know, it's changing. It's every day. I mean, we all, we all know, all three of us, we know just there's change. Every day it works different. Every your relationships with your kids change. Mm-hmm. You know, our physical body changes. Went to go visit my grand, my nine month old grandson today, and his his hair is growing in his eyes. And I was a hairdresser in another life, and I said to his mom, I said, "Well, maybe we should trim his bangs." And she grabbed them from me and she held them and said, "No, then he won't be a baby anymore." <laughs> I said, "But his hair's in his eyes." <laughs> and she goes, "We're just going to brush it to the side, and we're going to wait till he's one." I went, "Okay." <laughs> and she's a sweet gal, good yeah. mama. She's yeah. a good mama. So once there was a, a king whose kingdom stretched from the east to the west and from the sea below to the moon above. And you would have thought that he had everything that he wanted, but he had wishes and desires to no end. Like he just wanted, 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 wanted. And one day um, he was in a bad mood. He had a new desire. So he assembled his his wise men together and uh, they came to hear his command. And he said, you must make for me 
a ring of pure gold, and its power must be so great that whenever I look at it, my sorrow will change to joy, or my joy will change to sorrow. So the wise men, of course, are very confused and perplexed. They might lose their lives if they can't figure this riddle out and, you know, come up with the king's command. Um, so at last, uh, they agreed on a plan. And they told the jewelers and the goldsmiths who joined together to work on this uh, ring and engrave it um, what they needed to come up with. And the work was really long and really tedious, but at last, their ring was ready. And when the appointed day came, they once again assembled before the king ceremoniously and presented him with this wonderful, wonder-working ring. It was made of pure gold, and the inscription inside said, In time, this too shall pass away. So whether you're happy right now, you will eventually find sadness. Mm -hmm. Whether you're sad right now, you will eventually find happiness. That is Perfect. Everything changes, right? Yeah. Well, you can't you can't appreciate if you're always happy, mm -hmm. then you take that happiness for granted. Mm -hmm. So it's like you you have to have the shadows, the darkness, mm -hmm. to appreciate yeah. the light. Yeah. I mean, I know, and I think sometimes we we emphasize you know being positive and being happy and joyful all the time, which is great. I mean, we all we all want to be there, but you know, I mean, it's just it's not. It can't be. It, it just it just can't be. Why not, Cindy? <laughs> just we're humans. Oh, okay. we're humans. We are humans. Yeah, grasping. Yeah, <laughs> holding right. on. So we just all comes know, back to that party graph. Uh -huh. We always want to hold on to the good stuff, but if we, you know, don't have the good stuff, we don't have the bad stuff. The good stuff just doesn't. Not that we don't appreciate it, but it just you know it loses its luster. You know, it's like when you get a new car. You know, you get a new car and it's like ooh, and it's beautiful, and you don't and you park at the end of the parking lot and it's great and everything. And then six or seven months later, it's like eh, it's just a car. <laughs> you know, you went through all of this you know anticipation of getting this new car or you know or whatever, and then next thing you know, it's like eh, it's just a car. It's okay. Mm -hmm. And usually for me, it's like after the first payment. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, that's right. I have to pay for this. Right. Thing. Yeah, that's right. For yeah. us, it's we live in a dirt road. It's yeah. after, oh, after, after, after the, the first, first rain. <laughs> and we're in the mud, in the ruts, mm -hmm. in right. the grooves. Yes. Mm -hmm. Then it's like, yeah, party's over. So, yeah. well, getting back to that uh, Priyagraha, the non grasping um, from the, the Yamas and the Yamas, um, I've been reading Sean Korn's new book called Revolution of the Soul. And she has some interesting. Again, when we when we're first acquainted to these yamas and yamas, speaking for myself, I, I just kind of put each one into a little box. You know, non-harming men, I didn't slap anybody. Non-stealing <laughs> means I didn't steal money. And then now we know we've talked about it. There's much so much more to that. And then Sean has, it's like we get attached to, to people. Mm -hmm. We get attached to people. You know, grasp these people. We don't want people these people to live our lives, or we don't we don't want the babies to get older. Mm -hmm. We don't want babies to change. And then what happens when we get into that mode of I'm so used to something that I don't want to let go is where the suffering comes from. Mm -hmm. When we forget that everything changes and nothing lasts forever mm -hmm. is where we find our suffering mm -hmm. from. Right. That's actually one of the Buddha's main mm -hmm. teachings, mm -hmm. right? Life is suffering. Life mm -hmm. is suffering. Yeah. In ancient India, back when uh, the Buddha, the first Buddha was around, there was a, a baby girl that was born spontaneously at the foot of a mango tree. So another story right away. <laughs> um, and she was given the name 
Mbapoli, and she grew up so beautiful that all the princes um, asked for her hand in marriage. But instead of marrying, she became a courtesan. Oh, 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 <laughs> that's a 180 degree turn. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And then at the end of her life, she joined an order of nuns, and she wrote down a set of verses that um, documented in unflinching detail the changes that she had observed in her own body. So we can imagine that somebody who was so beautiful and a, a courtesan had seen her various physical attributes, you know, once sing and make men fall to their knees. Um, she realized that suffering follows from identifying with any set of conditions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The sun shining, the, uh, the smile on her face, the, the color of her hair. Um, and that she realized that she needs just to really observe in the impermanence of it all. Mm -hmm. um, and I've got a couple of the verses. Uh, it's, it's a really long poem, so I just wrote down a couple of them. So you can sense how wonderful her non-grasping really, really was and how important it was for her to, um, with her wealth and her beauty and her prime, and to make space for the Buddha's teachings. Mm -hmm. So it, it begins like this. Black as night, like the down of the honeybee, curled and flowing was my raven hair, black silk. Now with age it resembles strands of hemp. What the Buddha has said is true, I have no doubt. When I was young, my nose was delicate yet firm, a gentle peak rising from the softness of my cheeks. Now with age, my nose is a shriveled shape. What the Buddha has said is true, I have no doubt. Once my feet were elegant, like sandals filled, and stitched with cotton from the silk cotton tree. Now with age, they are cracked and wrinkled. What the Buddha has said is true, I have no doubt. Such was this complex form I called it mine, withered now and old, the abode of aches and pains. It is the house of age, see the plaster fall. What the Buddha has said is true, I have no doubt. You cry. <laughs> and she goes, I mean, she describes her, you know, her beautiful arms and legs and breasts and mm -hmm. her smile and her face and her beauty. But she recognized it's what the beautiful. Buddha said mm -hmm. is true. Suffering follows when we grasp. Mm -hmm. We were watching, husband and I were watching the other day, um, one of the good news programs. And they were interviewing, um, for those of you who know who she is, she's a, an actress from the 50s. Her name is Kim Novak. Yeah. Did you watch that? Mm -hmm. It was good. She was good. Yeah. And but she's had many, many, many plastic surgeries on her face, much work done. And it saddens me because she's she's an artist. She's, you know, she she's a beautiful woman on the inside, but why we think we have to do that outer appearance to to make ourselves look young i mean again we're going to age mm -hmm. we're going to get old we're going to get wrinkles we're going to get gray hair mm -hmm. this is all going to happen and when we try to grasp on that face that we had when we were 25 mm -hmm. it, it's it's and then again watching watching the program mm -hmm. i'm distracted by her face of the other gifts that she has to offer mm -hmm. right Realizing that she's got so much more than what yes. it is she's grasping. Exactly. Mm -hmm. exactly. But isn't that how all of our life is? Like realizing we have so much more rather than what mm -hmm. we're grasping at. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the whole feeling of, you know, um, if I don't have this, I'm not enough. Right. You know, if I don't have these clothes, you know, you can be, you know, these clothes, these shoes, if my face doesn't look like this or whatever. Um, and it's funny how, you know, I couldn't sleep the other night. 
not unusual, but um, so I got up and of course do what every woman my age does. I watched the Golden Girls in the middle of the <laughs> night because, you know, <laughs> and it was about Blanche. So if anybody has watched the Golden Girls, they know Blanche is the one who was, um, Lucy. she was a little, she was sassy. She, she was, was very the tart. Sassy. She was the tart of the group and she was dating a blind man. And she really had a difficult time with it. And so they were like, what? And he was like the best man she had ever dated, this great guy. And so everybody, nobody could figure out why she didn't want to date this guy. And she says, because the one thing that I've always used to have people stay with me in my life has been my looks. Mm -hmm. And that means absolutely nothing to him. And so it's that, you know, she had to let go of her you know, her desire to, this is how I'm going to impress you. This is what I'm going to be to you. I'm going to be this, you know, beautiful, sexy kind of thing. And he said, but in my mind, you're all of those things already. Mm -hmm. And it was just really interesting. And again, how funny how that just kind of, mm -hmm. you know, ties right into the, you know, people, you know, we aren't just what we look like. We should all, we should all be blind in that regard. Yes, we should be blind in that regard. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's not to say that it's not difficult though. I mean, there's that, there's that shift that happens. Um, to well, to women, I can speak about myself. Mm -hmm. There's a shift that happens from being maybe a young, attractive woman to all of a sudden, sudden nobody's paying any attention yeah. to you, or mm -hmm. all of a sudden you're the the matron, you're the mm -hmm. oldest person, oldest woman. You're a man. You're a man. You're a man. You're a man. man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we go from the maiden to the crone, you know, like like that. Mm -hmm. It there's no real smooth transition. No. It's like something happens overnight. And, I, know. I don't know. And, and it's really, it can be difficult, it especially is difficult. if you are like Blanche and yeah. you think that that's your strength. Yeah. So it can be a hard thing to, uh, to yeah. let go on. And you just, you know, you got to do that inner work to realize that you've got so much more mm -hmm. abundance. Yeah, abundance. <laughs> we have so much, we have so much. I think that's why I've been, ten, I, I, it's been a conscious decision not to dye my hair, to let the gray go gray. Mm -hmm. And I've never worn a lot of makeup because when you see women that wear a lot of makeup and then they take the makeup off it's like whoa it's it's when when jason passed away we had my husband's entire family in up in tennessee and one morning his um there was just people everywhere anyways and one morning his niece angela got up and phil pulls her story phil pulls me aside and he goes who is that <laughs> I says, yes. it, it wasn't angela it was it was her daughter anyways and i said well that's so and so, and he goes, Oh my God. I said, Well, she doesn't have any makeup on. Mm -hmm. And I, I like, and again, yoga, my, my, my journey of yoga has helped me deal with this that it's okay to let my hair grow gray. Mm -hmm. Yours looks fabulous. By Thank the you way. very yeah, much. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Yours <laughs> looks fabulous. Okay. And it's okay not to wear, you know, to, to think I, I am my makeup, I am my hair. It's okay. But it is, on the other hand, if that's something that makes you feel good about yourself, mm -hmm. I don't have a, you know. Oh, exactly. And I know, like, in the South, because I'm from Virginia, and those Southern women tend to wear more makeup. Mm -hmm. than, yes, they do. I don't know where I grew up, the Midwest, so. Yeah. They do. Yeah. They do. I noticed down there that mm -hmm. they, they like They like to be more dolled up. Yeah, yeah. They, like yeah. To, they like to be put to, put together when they go out yeah. and about. They like to be put together. And if that's, but if, that's happy, what, if that's what makes exactly. you feel good about mm -hmm. yourself and gets you through through it, mm -hmm. of course. Mm -hmm. yeah. But we shouldn't feel pressured to, to do that. You know, I mean, I... I, when I was younger, I wore, I mean, I today, mascara and a little bit of eyeliner and some lip gloss. That's all you're pretty much going to get. Concealer, and you look fabulous. <laughs> well, thank you. But, you know, I mean, but I remember back when I was younger, when I, oh my gosh, it was like an hour ordeal just to get the hair and the makeup done. Yeah. And now yeah, I'm like, I never did that. 
No, I mean, I in and out from shower to door, I'm like 30 minutes. Yeah, that is 15. <laughs> I go, you know, just because I got a blow dry. But um, <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, I mean, if it makes you happy, that's fine. But we shouldn't feel pressure to change who we are in order to fit in with who we think other people want us to be. Right. Well, that's another part of the, the, the grasping, you know, mm-hmm. grasping yeah. onto the youth, grasping yeah. on, like you said, to who we were. And then when we do look in the mirror and go, oh, my goodness, who is that? It's it's still you. It's still you on the inside. Mm-hmm. It's still, I mean, couples who age, it's, it's I love it when the, the spouse will say to the other spouse, you look as young and beautiful as the day mm-hmm. I met you. That's because they're looking, mm-hmm. they're, they're blind. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, right. beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, you know? and I, I think mean, that is person. just so beautiful. It's, and it's yeah. interesting once you get to a certain age, like you know, people will ask you how old you are, and you're telling them, and I'm, and I'm thinking, I can't. That's what my mom said. You know what I mean? My mom said it because I don't feel like I'm, you know, any older than 25. I know I am. I have children older than that, so obviously. But <laughs> it's just it's strange how, you know, inside you still feel so just feel youthful, and I feel better now. You know, at 65, I feel better now than I did when I was in my 30s. So the change has been positive for you. But it's been a journey and an effort. Okay. But yes, it's been a positive change, mm-hmm. most definitely. Because yeah. some people have a lot have difficulties with change. Mm-hmm. I think because of um, all the suffering that I've had in my life, you know, with I, I think I've shared this before with my both my sons being cancer survivor, losing Jason at the age of thirty seven from a heart attack. Um, because of all this suffering, and because of the the teachings of yoga and my practice and my meditation it's helped me to accept those changes in a healthier way i'm not happy about them mm-hmm. but they happened and nothing i do and no much no matter how i stomp my feet or hold my breath it's not going to change what happened mm-hmm. and that with that non-attachment that non-grasping it's like oh my gosh there's a book called the, the present I think it's called the present moment or something. I'm sorry, but it's it's we're holding on to people that weren't ours to keep in the first place. Mm-hmm. The baby's not going to stay yeah. in the baby. Yeah. Um, you know, people we love are going to move. Mm-hmm. They're going to die. Mm-hmm. They're going to get old. Mm-hmm. Their our relationship status may change, but we hold on to these relationships, thinking they're going to last forever mm-hmm. as they are, and when they don't. Oh my gosh, we're upset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything evolves. Everything, you know, your relationship with your children. I have a friend whose kids are 15, 17, and 18, and the oldest daughter's in college now. And he said to me, he said, I miss my babies. And I said, Oh, honey. And they still live at home, all three of them. I said, Oh, honey. I said, It's not going to get any better. I said, You still have them. They're just in a different way in your life. And he's like, I don't like it. And I'm like, <laughs> so how does well, how does someone come to terms with that? How does someone? I mean, I know how I did, but how would you give advice to someone to to rectify that, to come to terms with that? That uh, this is life. Life yeah. is suffering. Life is change. Well, I mean, I know you know when my kids left, both my kids moved out of the house within you know a month of each other. So mm-hmm. I went from a full house to an empty nest, and I struggled. I mean, I didn't realize it at first because I was like, oh, okay, this is great and everything. And then it like hit me like a ton of bricks and, and it's, and it's hard, you know, I mean, and and I think if you can, I mean, with your kids, you know, leaving or whatever, that's, you know, the one thing that I guess I could easily speak to, you know, keep your connection with them is easy. 
you know, and then start to realize that, you know, you've given them those wings to fly. You've, you've, you know, you've raised people who feel comfortable enough to lead you. You know, I mean, ask my daughter that. And she's like, mom, we always knew you had her back. Mm -hmm. We knew you were always there, you know, and it's, and I, and I'm proud of them. I'm proud that they felt, you know, easy enough, you know, comfortable enough to, you know, head out on their own. You know, for me, I think it was harder for me than it was for them, but I just, you know, you, you have to, to breathe, <laughs> you know, maybe find other things to, you know, occupy your time with your kids anyway. It's, it's, it's the change is, it's a change, but it's like we lost, we lost the, our job. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we've been fired. Yes. We, yeah. Yeah. Like, like in a saga. You're, but it's, it's, to me, I see it as an opportunity, as mm -hmm. you said, to yeah. start a new chapter of your life. Mm -hmm. Which can be really difficult. Yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. um, and I want to. I want to say I think it's really important too. To uh, if I were giving you advice or mm -hmm. if it was happening to myself, I you know to recognize that I'm having feelings and emotions, mm -hmm. and uh, it doesn't. It's okay. It's okay to have those feelings and mm -hmm. emotions, but they're just feelings and emotions, mm -hmm. and they will eventually go away. Mm -hmm. Correct. Um, like she said. So like, anyway. To validate that you mm -hmm. are feeling sad. Yeah. I understand that. You've mm -hmm. got a change happening in your life. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to tell you that it's not going to always be this mm -hmm. way because yeah. your experience might be different. Mm -hmm. But um, you are feeling sadness right now or these emotions right now. Yeah. But to, yeah. to own that and, to, mm -hmm. and then just for myself to know that in time, you're going to feel a little bit better. Yeah, you know, I don't need to fix. I don't need to fix it. For no, you. Well, I just know that it's going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just going to be how you feel. Yeah, it's you know, every December when Jason was in the Navy, every December he came home on leave. He doesn't come home on leave anymore. Mm -hmm. So holidays are hard for us, but it's it passes. We get through mm -hmm. it. We get grumpy. We get emotional, mm -hmm. and it's okay. Mm -hmm. But then I know that. We have to move on. Right. One of the things that uh, I was reading about change was a thing called um, ETR. So first an event happens, and then we have thoughts, and then we have a reaction. So ETR, event, thoughts, reaction. You know, daily, nonstop, <laughs> right? Yes, yes, yes. But our thoughts happen so fast that a lot of times we just skip from the event to the reaction. We don't realize why we're having that reaction. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a great thing that yoga does for us. It kind of slows us down and mm -hmm. puts us in the moment and lets us realize, oh, I am feeling this right now. Mm -hmm. I am thinking this right now. I think in the example I said to you earlier, Tracy was like, if you told me you were making me dinner and that you were going to make me a great spaghetti dinner and I went to work and then I came home and you were like, oh, we're having meatloaf instead. I might immediately be angry or sad or you know, pissed at you. That's ridiculous. I went from thinking I was having spaghetti to a reaction. If I can stop in the middle and change my thoughts and change them from being disappointed, I love spaghetti, I was hoping for garlic bread, to, um, wow, I'm so fortunate to have somebody at home cooking for me and that mm -hmm. we have this food and meatloaf is going to be just fine. Mm -hmm. So event thought reaction mm -hmm. spend a little more time in the thought and the thought yeah like yeah. the meditation that's meditation you know mm -hmm. it gets us in a little bit of space take that pause mm -hmm. take that breath take, take a breath yeah. Yeah. take a breath yeah. so the studio's had some change we have had <laughs> lots of changes um we've had uh we want to tell them about your change first yeah so we've been experiencing change together yes. <laughs> Tosha. Yeah. Um, i've been here for um well 
practicing here for nine years and teaching here for eight. So I have recently changed full-time gigs so that I'm not, I won't be able to be here and teach my, my usual Monday, Wednesday class. I've been teaching those again for eight years. Mm -hmm. So I've been very fortunate to be in the family here for that long and then have such amazing students that, you know, show up night after night after night, mm -hmm. month after month that I've really gotten to know. They've, they've been with me through my shit, even if they don't recognize that, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not going to spread that around, but they've been with me through the thick and the thin. And, um, and I know that I've been with them through their thick and thin. So it's just been a change for all of us. Mm -hmm. It is. A change for all of us. Yeah. It is. And I mean, we're happy for you. We're extremely excited for you. And we have um, Missy is taking over your Monday and Wednesday classes, mm -hmm. and Karen is taking over your restoratives, mm -hmm. and we've also hired two new massage therapists, right? Pam and Stephanie. Mm -hmm. um, so it's good. It's growth. It, it's growth, but that's just it. We we by nature we oh change change it back mm -hmm. change it back. You know we're we're still gonna do podcasts. Oh yeah. Oh, hell. oh yeah. Hell. Yeah. I think we can call each other and do podcasts. <laughs> we can Skype. But we're still gonna do podcasts. But you know, am I are we sad that we're losing you in one aspect? Yes, but I'm so happy mm -hmm. for you. And that's what she, that that the, the the thought. It's a new I'm, adventure for you. I'm so happy for you for this new adventure in mm -hmm. your life. Thank you. We we will just have you in a different capacity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, yeah. but that's, that's, that's change. That's yeah. non-grasping. Mm -hmm. No, you can't. Right? That's what someone asked <laughs> me about. Dare you. Yeah, if you have that feeling, no, I can't. If, if you were to take that, who's that harming, you know? Right. Thinking that I would still take the job anyway. If mm -hmm. you have those negative feelings, I mean, who is that harming? That's not only harming yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so once we, we made it public to the students that, um, of this new journey. And again, this is a, we are fortunate that this is a family here. And some of the family was upset and sad, and a couple of them asked me, how could you let that happen? And I says, well, Penny didn't get my permission first, but because you, because we we created that, that sangha, that community, mm -hmm. we're family. Mm -hmm. And like I said, with the, the teachers that are taking over your, your the classes, it's just a, a part of the journey for them. It's part of change for them. Mm -hmm. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah, and, and we want the best for everyone. I mean, and you know, we we do, and and that's just change. It's part of it, you know. And changing, you know, like changing jobs or you know whatever it is that's changing in your life. We want the best, and you know, this is what's best for you. And I'm excited for you. Thank you. you. Fun stuff going on. I'm gonna share just a little bit from the book from Sharon Corn's book, Revolution of the Soul. She says a priyagraha, which is non grasping can also mean holding on to people in your life, ideas about yourself, false identities, jobs, and other things long past their expiration date. <laughs> you you were not past our expiration date, by the way. So. All right. <laughs> um, and, that, and she says that, that that's where she got tripped up. She didn't, she was grasping on the things that were impermanent, mm -hmm. that were impermanent. Mm -hmm. Years ago, I used to work at um, a chiropractor's office and we had a receptionist who was a very good receptionist and she got a better job. So it's like, I wished her well. I've always wished people well when they, you know, I have to, I'm happy for them. And I wished her well. And I remember this one patient coming in going, where's, where's Sally? Well, she got a better job, right? And the person said, well, I thought she was here forever. And it was, he was a senior citizen. Mm -hmm. And it was like, oh my God, poor little sweetheart. Mm -hmm. 
and it's like change is really really hard for a lot of people mm-hmm. and none of us are here forever no no we're not <laughs> no we're not no. but but again i he became attached to her mm-hmm. she was a friendly gal she was a great receptionist she was a good people person mm-hmm. and you know a lot of people that's their social life yeah sure. yeah. yeah i mean and we and people like familiarity you know i mean we we get very we get very um Stuck in a rut. Stuck in a rut. We get stuck in a yeah, rut. Yeah, we go back to that mud. Yeah, you know, I mean, and and it's good. We like familiarity, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. there's people that come into the studio or whatever, but, you know, I mean, you know, you won't live forever. I mean, we think you will, but. No, I'm not. People say, people tell us, well, she'll be here forever. I'm like, well. <laughs> we'll see. Okay, we'll, we'll see. see. Um, but, you know, nothing lasts forever. No. Yeah. Yeah, but it changes. But it changes. Change is good. Ebb and flow. They say Ebb the river's flow. not the same, you know. Step in the, step there's in this. different water every time every you step, time in the, step in the river. One little side note is we haven't met till what, no, since November? Mm-hmm. That's right. And the three of us sat down here and we said, oh my gosh, I know we don't know what we're going to talk about. Are we prepared? And then here it is 45 minutes later. <laughs> and this always happens to us yeah. and I love it. Yeah. I love it. That's... Uh, that's it's good. Really yeah. Good so please give us your um, ideas, yep. suggestions, topics you want us to talk about. The yep. hard ones, the yep. easy ones. Yeah, definitely. Let us uh, let us go there for you. Yeah, definitely want to do that. And um, I think we'll probably put some more meditations out there. I know I have two different meditations that I want to put out there. So I'm oh, going to do okay, that. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. We're good. Until the next time. Until right. the next time. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. <laughs>